sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes, Views, and Drews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. How the heck is everyone doing on this Monday night? Welcome to Hughes Brews on the 1252 Sports Network. You can hear all of us throughout the course of the week right here on Facebook, also on YouTube, uh, Twitch. Just go to uh, 1252. You can subscribe. You'll get all of the 1252 content. I went back the other day and looked at all the shows I did on YouTube. I didn't watch every one of them. Just wanted to make sure who the guests were on all of them. But they're all there, right there in YouTube. So you can check them out, and also you can check out all the audio on Spotify. Same thing, go to 1252 and check out all of the shows, the Fat Mike Show, um, the um, uh, the betting show with Harry Berg on Fridays, all kinds of great stuff, uh, the fantasy show on the weekends. You get all the things you need right here on 1252 Sports. Welcome in. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I had three Thanksgivings, um, one with my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and uh, on Thanksgiving Day, then went to my girlfriend Linda's house with her family and had another Thanksgiving and more turkey. And then the next day had more turkey at another Thanksgiving. Um, but it's weird. I don't know if I'm the only one out there. You can let me know. You can always leave us messages or or uh, react during the show and we'll put it up. But three Thanksgivings, no sweet potatoes. Is that a thing now? Are people past the sweet potato age? Um I love sweet potatoes, and I love them always. I love them just as a potato with butter. I love them uh, as or you cut them all up and you put them with, sprinkle them with brown sugar and marshmallows. However you want them, I love sweet potatoes. Had none. Um, kind of shocking, hopefully. I think I'm going to bring sweet potatoes to uh, Christmas. Wherever I go, I think I'm just going to bring a sweet potato, pop it in the microwave, throw some butter on it, and eat it, uh, no matter what else is there served. Uh, for the rest of it. Want to have my sweet potatoes. I know. I can just go and get sweet potatoes. I could. I, I really could. Uh, but I didn't. So anyway, it was a fun weekend. Usually, the day after Thanksgiving is the day that everybody gets all geeked up for beer. We're going to talk a lot of beer. I didn't get a chance to check out a lot of the Bourbon County Stouts. So I picked up a couple on Friday or Saturday, I think it was. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But because it is Hubes, Views, and Brews, we're going to talk Bears. We're going to talk a little bit of Bulls and get into some baseball because it was a huge baseball day on Monday around Major League Baseball. And it's going to get only bigger. Um, I love sweet potatoes. See? Yeah. I know, Dennis. I guess we just got to make them ourselves. Uh, Dennis is where I went on uh, Friday. And uh, we had the dinner from Boston Market, and they had mashed potatoes. So, um, yeah, I got, I got some leftovers, Bob. No problem with that. I got leftovers. So because it's Hubes, Views, and Brews, and because it is the day after Black Friday and everything else, and Bourbon County Stout, I went to my fridge, which is my cellar, basically, and I grabbed my Bourbon County 2019 proprietors. Now, you may say, well, why'd you grab the 2019, Fred? Well, I grabbed the 2019 because I have a 2016, and I have a 2017. And I have a 28, no, I don't have a 2018, but then I have two 2019s. And I said, well, since I have two of the 2019, why don't I just grab one of those and have it tonight? I thought that would be a good idea. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to open up this 2019 Bourbon County Proprietors. Now, every year, Proprietors is my favorite Bourbon County Stout. Every year. And it's usually the one of the hardest ones to get. Lately, they've been uh, barrel aging in... Elijah Craig barrels or in other kind of barrels, and it makes them more difficult and more expensive. So this is a stout aged Bourbon County barrels with coconuts, vanilla, cacao nibs, and pecans. 2019 version, okay? And I've never had a proprietor's I didn't like, so I know this is going to be wonderful. I'm pouring in it in a Potosi brewery. Potosi actually is in Wisconsin. There's a brewery 
and they also have the National Brewery Museum, which I am shocked and amazed that I've never been to before. It's in Potosi, Wisconsin, not far from not far from Galena, not far from those areas, not too, too far from Madison. So I'm going to try this Bourbon County Proprietors. Again, I know it's going to be really good. It's a it's a tremendous beer. There's always are. Uh, it says here it develops in the bottle up to two years. So this would be two years. It says enjoying a sniffer. Sorry. You can't fit just this much in a snifter. So. Oh, geez. The sweetness. I can even taste pecans, like it said. And the nibs, the cocoa nibs, very, very tasty. Mm. This is going to make watching the Bulls game and the Monday night football game a lot of fun when I'm done with this show. And it'll probably make the show kind of interesting because if I drink a lot of this during the show, the second half should be a lot of fun. Okay, so the Bears played on Thanksgiving Day. They almost ruined everybody's Thanksgiving. Actually, for some people, they did ruin it because I don't know about you, but I would rather the Bears did not play on Thanksgiving Day for a lot of reasons. I was supposed to work Thanksgiving Day. I do Bears postgame shows. I'll be doing one this weekend after the Bears-Arizona game as the Cardinals come in off a of bye week. The Bears were 10 days rest after Thanksgiving Day. and um, But I said, listen, I just can't do Thanksgiving. I have a couple places to go. I can't blow off all a family for one Bears game. I know a lot of people do, but I'm, I've done that way too often, not doing it this year. So I would prefer they didn't play, especially prefer they didn't play the Lions. Okay. I know a lot of times it's a win because you're playing the Lions. I saw a stat the other day and maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. If you didn't, hopefully you'll enjoy this stat. Since Thanksgiving day, 2018, the bears have won more games at Ford field than the Lions have. The Bears are 4-0 at Ford Field since Thanksgiving Day, November 18. The Lions are 3-21 at Ford Field since then. So that's pretty amazing that the Bears have won more games at Ford Field than the Lions over the last three years. I thought that was an interesting stat. I saw that the other day. So the Bears get a win, 16-13. Cairo Santos, who missed a 53-yarder as bad as anybody's ever missed a 53-yarder. He missed a 53-yarder worse. First, then he missed the 65-yarder against Pittsburgh. It was I couldn't believe how short he was on that kick. It was amazing. So they set him up. He boots the field goal. Bears win 16-13. Five-game losing streak over. Bears now 4-7. and seven. Of course, I had the Bears minus 2.5. They won 16-14. It didn't really help me much. Um, you're right. It's going to be a tough game for the Bears hosting the Cardinals, Tony. Uh, very tough. Cardinals, they'll probably – Kyler Murray and Hopkins will probably both be there. And then we'll get to see what uh, Kendall Vildor, who didn't play, they started Artie Burns instead. You saw the Lions take advantage of Artie Burns early in the game as they beat him for a touchdown. And um, we'll see how the Bears do, what the weather's like on uh, Sunday. If they can chase down a Kyler Murray, I don't have much confidence in the Bears defense doing that, especially with Khalil Mack out and all these other guys that are not playing. Roquan Smith now goes down with a hamstring going to be really, really, really difficult uh, for the Bears. But the funny thing is, they're four and seven. They can win four of their next six games. I know. I know. They should have beat. They actually should have beat the Niners. They should have definitely beat the um, the Steelers. And they had a chance to beat the Ravens. Okay. They got Arizona this week. Then they go to Green Bay for a Sunday night game. Green Bay's playing really well. It it pains me to say that, but the Packers are playing very, very well. Broken toe or no broken toe for Aaron Rodgers. So it's Arizona this week, then a Sunday night against Green Bay. Then they play against the Minnesota um, Vikings at Soldier Field. We saw the Vikings yesterday play the Niners. There we go, Bob, my good friend, Bob, Bear fan, Bob, 38 and cloudy on Sunday. So we'll see. That's uh, bear weather, as they used to say. Really, there is no bare weather, but maybe you get some people that play in Arizona and they won't be comfortable in 38-degree weather. So they can beat Minnesota. Minnesota's not that good. They give up big plays. Not that the Bears have had a lot of big plays. And um, so we'll see. Then they go to Seattle. Seattle's playing tonight against Washington, the Washington football team. And uh, I like Washington getting a couple points, two and a half points. And then they play, they host the Giants. Giants, you know, are beatable. 
kind of like the kind of like the Lions of the uh, NFC East, and then they go to Minnesota to wrap up the season. Now, I'm not saying they can. Actually, I am. I'm saying they can go eight and nine this season. That shouldn't mean anything. It definitely shouldn't mean anything. Okay. Um, Because Matt Nagy still should be gone. After everything that happened last week, and I don't care if it happened or if it didn't happen, all week long, I was sports radio forever. The the days I don't like sports radio and was when we're all guessing, when we're all thinking and of what may or may not be happening. I got into sports radio so that I could react to what I heard or saw on the field. And sports radio over the last several years, probably in a while, but it turns more into what might be happening, what could be happening, how is this happening, how did this happen, what about the front office, get rid of this guy, he knows nothing. Listen, almost every front office guy knows more than we do, okay? There may be some fans out there that are disagreeing with that. You may say, I've been to all the games, I know more than this guy. The odds are you don't, okay? But sometimes they just don't, doesn't work out. For the longest time, I wanted to see Matt Nagy gone, but in my opinion, it's Ryan Pace that has ruined this team more than Matt Nagy. Ryan Pace has given Matt Nagy very little to play with, and Matt Nagy has done nothing to develop these guys. And now, Justin Fields, the quarterback of the future, has got cracked ribs. Now, a lot of people wanted, they could not wait for Justin Fields to get in. But now after he suffered cracked ribs, people are saying he shouldn't play anymore this season. Let Andy Dalton play the rest of the games. Okay, pick a side. If you want to see Justin Fields play, and now he's got cracked ribs, you should say that as soon as Justin Fields is healthy, I want him back out there. As soon as Justin Fields is as close to 100% as he can get, I want him back out there because he still needs to learn how to play in the National Football League. One thing going into the game on Thanksgiving I felt very comfortable with. I felt very comfortable with um, Andy Dalton at quarterback. I really did, but I didn't expect a lot. He threw for three hundred and seventeen yards. Okay, he threw for he gained yards, hit Mooney, uh, found Graham for a touchdown, threw a bunch of completions to Cole Komet. They found the tight end after all these years. Um, it was not a bad offense. I just couldn't figure out why they didn't run the ball after putting up like 190 yards rushing against the Lions earlier this year. They ran the ball seven times with David Montgomery in the first half. That's play calling. Is that Bill Lazor? Is that the game plan that they put together with Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor and everybody else? If so, I don't understand why. The Bears have a, have a problem where when something works, they don't run it. They don't continue to run it. They say, that works. We'll keep that in our hat for later. No, if something works, keep doing it until they stop you, okay? Um, the Bears do that all the time. Sometimes they're a little bit too smart for themselves or they'll run trick plays that make no sense or things like that when you don't need a trick play. Just run the ball. Um, so anyway, I think, bottom line, I think the Bears actually can win four of their last six games and finish at eight and nine. You have to remember 17 games this year. Another sip of this. 2019 proprietors. Mm. The one thing I can tell you really quickly before we get back to sports about the, when you get a barrel aged stout with coconut, vanilla, cocoa nibs, pecans, again, it's really, really tasty. It's really good. And I know the alcohol by volume is on this box somewhere. I always have a hardest time finding it, Um, but it's really tasty. And every time I look, I have a hard time finding it. I don't know why that is. Kind of weird. Because it's it's very tasty. Uh, but anyway, it's your lips start sticking together. It is very strong. It's a very, very strong beer. There's got to be at least 12 or 14. It's really simple for most people. As soon as I get off, as soon as, not as soon as I get off, but as soon as this thing is over, I will, uh, I'll find it. I always do this. I've done this a couple times doing some, um, some just beer reviews. So, um, no, that's not why. No, the beer is strong. That's not why I think they'll finish uh, eight and nine. Here it is, 14.5% alcohol by volume. That's very strong. Your Miller Lite, your Guinness, 4% or 4.2. Um, your The Hubner, the West Coast IPA at Nick and Ivy, 6.4%. 
The fat mic is 5%. Okay. This is 14.5. So again, it's going to be very tasty and make my viewing, watching my viewing tonight all that much better. Um, Eddie Jackson today. Eddie Jackson, the man who can't tackle. Now, granted, I like Eddie Jackson out there because he helps cover. He helps the secondary. I like that. Okay. But he can't tackle anybody. And uh, I liked the fact that the Bears sat down Kendall Vildor because he struggled in a couple of games in a row. They did not. They benched him this week. That was great to see. I love that. Now, unless I'm missing an injury, I thought that was a great move by the Bears management, the Bears coaching staff. Not management, coaching staff. Sit the guy after he gets beat a while. Says, listen, you got to get better or you can't play in this league. He's a second-year cornerback. And we knew going in it was going to be tough replacing a Kyle Fuller. But Eddie Jackson said today he understands the Bears fans' frustration, the booing and their dance. But they aren't helping, and they're making things worse. I'm going to agree with him. I understand your fans. You can cheer all you want. Fire Nagy, do whatever you want. You can boo them all you want. The management it doesn't get that. It's the players that hear the booing, the players that hear the fire Nagy, the players that hear all this stuff. Uh, that's why I've said numerous times I when I pay for tickets, I never boo. Um, I think the whole thing of booing, I just I don't cheer. I may yell, uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand up and boo. I'm not one of the guys who would yell fire Nagy, fire Nagy. It'd be fire pace. It would be, let's hear from pace. We only hear from him on the uh, flagship station before the game. He talks to the media before the season, then the season's over. He should have stepped up and talked last week when the report was out there that Nagy reportedly had been told he was going to be fired. There was no reason for McCaskey to go talk to the players. That's where the general manager should come down and say, there's nothing to this rumor. If in fact there was nothing to this rumor, or maybe Ted Phillips and George McCaskey had it all figured out. Nagy was going to lose on Thanksgiving. They were going to fire him on Friday along with Ryan Pace. So maybe they didn't want Ryan Pace to go tell uh, the rest of the players and coaches that there was no truth to this rumor. Who knows? But I understand what Eddie Jackson says. As you're, If you're a player and you're out there busting your ass trying to win a game on your home field and your home fans are booing and yelling for the other team, you're not, nobody's going to play better when they get booed, Okay. We, I think some fans think you'll play better once everybody boos you. They go out there and play their ass off all the time. Sometimes they're just not good. <laughs> My friend Bear Fan Bob's is 5-12. and 12. Um, Yeah, I do yell sit down. My brother Timmy says, you yell sit down. Yeah, I do. When people in front of me stand up for no apparent reason. And we'll get to some of that in a little bit. But um, I'll be eager to see what the Bears can do against uh, Kyler Murray and Hopkins and everything else that the Arizona Cardinals bring. Maybe the cold weather will give the Bears some kind of advantage this week. I'm not going to say anything about, you know, bear weather, but when the game's over, uh, check me out on ESPN 1000. I'll be breaking it down for you, taking your phone calls. Um, Justin Fields, cracked ribs, I mentioned it. With the cracked ribs, he should not play again until he's ready to play. And when he's ready, get him out there. I think he'd want to play. I definitely think he'd want to play. Um, oh, I just came up with another, I just came up with another, uh, what's up Fred's can and I'm going to make sure I don't forget it. So I'm going to write it down right here. Uh, yeah, okay. There we go. I'll remember now. Um, so anyway, uh, I think it's feel as soon as fields is ready, get him out there. He'll want to play. He'll want to try and impress. Uh, I, I can't wait to see him and Mooney going forward, him and Komet going forward more of David Montgomery. The offensive line can block very, very well in the run game. Not so well in the past game. Now, Tevin Jenkins is getting closer. He's not ready to play yet. He's not ready for games. He's working out. Uh, they can probably play him in a couple of games, maybe late in the season, maybe maybe two games from now, maybe when they host Minnesota a couple of weeks from now. And that is a Monday night that they're hosting Minnesota. A Monday night, December 20th, I think it is. So um, maybe he makes his first Bears appearance on a Monday night. We'll see. I don't think Jason Peters has been playing all that bad. Think about it. How surprised were you that Andy Dalton will get out of the pocket as well as he did, run for first downs, run for nice gains? That surprised me. That shocked me. And that's why I'm very comfortable with Andy Dalton, the veteran quarterback, taking this team until Justin Fields is ready. When Fields is ready, Andy, sit down. Justin, you're back in there. 
So hopefully that's the that's what the thinking is up at Hallis Hall as they get ready. Um, Seattle, Washington playing tonight. Um, I like the skins. I like I like Ron Rivera. Always liked Ron Rivera. He used to, Ron Rivera after he stopped playing with the Bears. He he learned the game and the front office from the ground up. After he stopped playing with the Bears, Ron Rivera worked in with the Chicago Bears, which was like going over tape and checking the tape out and helping the guys in the video room and stuff like that. He worked his way up. And he also did some post-game radio with my guy Mike Murphy over on the score. And it was funny because Rivera would never come out and completely criticize like most of us do on uh, post-games, Bears post-games. When you're watching a game, we would criticize, this guy made the mistake, this guy made the mistake, and Rivera would always take the high route. Um, well, you're not sure what the call was. Maybe he was misinformed. Maybe there's a miscommunication on the field, things like that. But Ron Rivera learned from the ground up, and now he's a head coach for another team in the National Football League. I'd love to see Washington win tonight. Uh, Russell Wilson, um, he wanted to go, want to be with Seattle this year. Now back with them, and uh, I just uh, have feelings for the Seahawks this year. Um, the Raiders over the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Talk about a penalty fest. Uh, lots of problems, a uh, lot of penalties. Almost, I was going to say almost more penalties than points, but there were a ton of points scored in that game. I hit the over at 50 and a half, and it cleared that easily. Uh, the Packers, I mentioned, the Rams. The Rams can go on out and get everybody. Okay, they bring in uh, Vondler. They bring in Odell Beckham Jr. They've got all these guys, and they picked up Stafford in the offseason. They've lost three, and it would look bad doing it. Looked very bad doing it. Um it's, it's interesting because um, I thought they were going to be a team challenging for the Super Bowl, and they could be. You know, let's take a quick break here. We're going to hear from some of our sponsors. I got some more football stuff, then we'll get to some beer stuff and a lot more. Right after this, a, a word from our sponsors here on um, Hubes, Views, and Brews. Hey, Susie, thanks for hooking me up with the Fat Mike Markdown on my insurance rates at State Farm. This is awesome. No, 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 Mike. The Fat Mike Markdown is not a real thing. I don't believe that for a second. Let me repay you the favor and tell you and all my friends about the Fat Mike Markdown. <laughs> okay, well, that's just fine, considering that State Farm just gives everyone surprisingly great rates. You heard it here first, folks. So give Susie Sheehan over at State Farm Agency a call and ask for the Fat Mike Markdown. It's the best. For the real deal, give us a call at 815-306-0184 or go to suzysheehan.com to request a quote. My team at the Susie Sheehan Agency is here to help with all of your insurance needs for auto, home, and life, and we service Illinois and Indiana. Also, if you mention the Fat Mike Markdown, $10 will be donated to a local charitable organization through our Quotes for Good program in your name. Remember, that's 815-306-0184 or suzysheehan.com. Thanks so much. Get on it, everybody. Woohoo! Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend. Or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, 
we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. How we doing, Freddie? We are back, my man. And we are back. We're waiting for Fred. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties, guys. I think. I think you can hear me. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, I can hear you. St- oh, here we go. You can hear he's back. back. He's back. I can hear you. Yeah. Technical problems. That's what the the internet does. Yeah. Yeah. No, With just me sitting sitting right next to a uh, extender and a Wi-Fi extender. I can reach out and touch it, but I guess it can't reach my computer. So I guess not. Yeah. I guess not. So take it away, Fred. I'll hop off away. <laughs> okay, don't go too far. <laughs> so uh, anyway, as we were earlier speaking about talking about football, um, that was the NFL stuff we talked about. Let's talk a little bit about high school football. Now, I don't go to many high school football games. I've got Downers North here. I have Downers South right in the area, but I do. Uh, go to a ton of high school basketball games, and um, I'll be going to some coming up soon. Uh, hopefully, going to the state high school tournament again down in uh, now it's in Champaign uh, in March for the tournament. And there's a lot of games. I'm hoping to go see Glenbard West coming up in a couple of days. They're the number one team in the state right now, according to the Sun Times and Michael O'Brien. But I had a chance Saturday night to go see the Lockport Porters as they took on Maine South in the 8A championship game at Husky Stadium in Northern Illinois, and Lockport is your state champion for 8A as they scored a 24-6 win over Maine South. They dominated the game. Their defense was tremendous, uh, scored a couple of touchdowns in the second half to uh, pull away and get the easy victory. The Lockport Porters are champs. This after going winless just a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm proud of Lockport. You see uh, a lot of the sponsors on the 1252 from Lockport, Nick and Ivy, Jonathan Darren. Uh, you see a lot of them from the Lockport area. I'm building a house in Lockport. I'm going to be really close to uh, Lockport High School. So uh, I went there with my girlfriend, had a great time, and um, it was fun. The only thing about high school football that I forgot when you sit in the stands on a cold November night is it is freaking cold. Oh, my God. We made it, and I, I I give it to my girlfriend. She is so, she was such a trooper. She was bundled up. She loves football. Linda loves football. She watched football, and uh, with her dad growing up, they would go to freshman games for Fenwick, and Fenwick also won the 5A championship. Congrats to the Fenwick Friars. Yes, Linda is a gamer. She was, all you could see from Linda is her eyes, and she said her eyes and her feet were the only things that were cold, but it was freezing out at Husky Stadium the other day. It was fun. A lot of flashbacks because my buddy Larry Griffin went to uh, Northern Illinois. We would drive on out there, stop at the bottle store, pick up a a case of Olympia, and head on over to the dorms and uh, have a great weekend. So brought back some memories. Um, they built a convocation center there in the last 15, 20 years. You park there. You walk about six-tenths of a mile to where the arena or the stadium was, but it was cold, but it was well worth it. Lockport Porters put on a show. We left after the, we left actually in the fourth quarter because we were parked far away. I worked on Sunday and um, I knew that a lot of the people there from Lockport were going to celebrate, going to take their time getting in their cars, could be tough getting out of the parking lot. I left the parking lot at Husky Stadium at two minutes to 10 and I was getting off the uh, 88 in Naperville at... 1032. Great time. Uh, fun time out there. Congrats to the Lockport Porters as they win the state 8A championship. One more thing I wanted to mention really quickly about football. I've tried to quit fantasy football for two years in a row. My brothers, Timmy and Barry, won't let me quit. This year, I had the first pick in the draft. I could have taken, could have taken Henry, the running back for the Titans. I said, nah, 
I'm going to trade Christian McCaffrey. They came out today. Christian McCaffrey now with an ankle injury is out for the rest of the season. I'm seriously thinking about giving up fantasy football forever. But I'm sure my brothers, as, as Al Pacino said in the third Godfather, you try to leave and they just pull you back in. And I think that's what they're going to try and do is pull me back in. Uh, as I continue to drink, I think our connection got a little bit better. That's not bad. Continue to drink this 2019 proprietors. And I found this out this week. They say that you don't know you have a problem until you can admit to yourself you have a problem. And I posted on Facebook and on uh, Twitter today that I have an addiction. But the addiction is not drinking craft beers. That's my, not my addiction. Mm. As I take another sip. My addiction is having to have everything that comes out. Now, Linda told me the other day, she just started laughing. And I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't, I tried not to do an Italian accent. So, uh, Timmy says, what football without fantasy? Well, uh, sometimes enjoyable. Sometimes it's enjoyable when your guy's not scoring. Football is enjoyable. So anyway, I want to have everything that comes out. I see that something's coming out. Okay. For example, the definition of addiction, the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. I'm not addicted to drinking the craft beer. Like I said, I'm having a 14.5% alcohol by volume beer today. I'm staying home. I'm watching the games. Charlotte's beating the Bulls and the football game scoreless. But Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island came out on the other the other day, and I knew I couldn't get a lot of them. I tried to get a couple of the uh, packages that certain stores and bottle shops had. I tried to get to Binnie's and get a few, but all I did was I grabbed a Bourbon County brand cherry wood, and I grabbed a Bourbon County brand uh, classic cola stout. Okay, grabbed these the other day. Today, I'm coming home from the doctor, and I'm driving past the Binnies, and I pass the Binnies, and all of a sudden, I make a right into a Burger King, come back to the Binnies, which just opened up. It's 9.15, to see if they have any more of the Bourbon County variants that I may have missed. That's what I would call an addiction, probably, okay? I have to have the stuff. The beer seller came out with four variants of their neckbeard lager. So what did I have to do on Friday? I had to go pick them up and I got this nice little bag. Okay. The problem is I don't have time to drink all this stuff. There's four variants of the neckbeard nectar. Here, I'll pull one out just to tell you, to show you what they have. Okay. This one, maple bourbon barrel aged imperial stout in rye whiskey barrels and aged rye barley wine okay another one of them has coffee in it which i'm not a big coffee guy but this one here has imperial stout with coconut and vanilla and it's 12.5 alcohol by volume and the guys at the beer cellar and transient uh ales in michigan have put these together so i grabbed those and then last monday a week from today or a week ago today i ran out to Nick and Ivy Brewing and picked up the four variants of the 1853. Yes, I'm sure I can send a lot of my overflow to you. I'm just trying to figure out. I think I'm going to have to have a big party sometime in the spring and drink whatever I have. I still have. Um, I had to get the four variants of the 1853 that they put out at Nick and Ivy. The pumpkin spice, cranberry, maple praline, and toasted marshmallow that all come in one four-pack. I grabbed one and got one for our girlfriend, Linda, because she loves the 1853. And while I was there, I asked Paul, and you just heard from Paul on the commercial for Nick and Ivy. I said, Paul, you don't happen to have any of the two packs of Nick of Time, the barrel-aged beer that you did for this year, do you? He goes, oh, yeah, I do. Well, throw that in there, too, and give me a Nick and Ivy hat. So, yeah, I guess maybe it's an addiction. I've gone from sports and sports gear and things like that 
to buying beer that comes out, the new stuff that samples. Now, I'll try stuff. I went to Goldfinger Brewing the other day. Linda was in the car with me after we left the beer cellar. She goes, I thought we're going to the furniture store. I said, nah, we're going to stop at Goldfinger because they have a Black Pilsner that's coming out today. And I tried the Black Pilsner. Now, I mentioned I'm not a coffee guy. And the very first sip of the Black Pils tastes a little bit like coffee, but I think it's the roasted malt. I have to ask uh, Thomas Beckman the, uh, if that's, in, in fact, what it is. And we have more about Goldfinger in just a second. So I think that's what it is. I think it's an addiction to having to have what's out there. I don't. I I feel like I might miss something if I don't try to get the Bourbon County Cherry Wood or the Bourbon County Classic Cola Stout. I was talking with Adam Abdallah from ESPN 1000, and he ran out and got a bunch of them. He got the uh, cola and he got the Cherry Wood and a couple other ones. The proprietors, though, I did not get a 2021 proprietors. If anybody can set me up, I can trade you. I can trade you a 2016 proprietors for a 2021. Sounds like a bargain to me, but. If they only age two years, then the 2016 is five years old. But I'll drink it anyway. So, mm. okay, more beer news. Oh, with the, the addiction, with the beer and having to have stuff, Orange and Brew did a collaboration with Pollyanna. I talked about this last week. West Coast Optimism was the name of it. And I had to get some of that. So what did I do the day it came out? I was there. I had the uh, cask sampling of the West Coast Optimism, and then bought a four-pack. And I've got that upstairs in the fridge, too. Thankfully, I have a lot of refrigerators. That's a good thing. Skeleton Key's Little Key is open. And I've stopped at the Little Key. There's about 28, 29, 30 seats until they get uh, things started. Um, guys asking, what does the cola taste, or cola stout taste like? Um, and I don't know. I haven't tasted it. I just got it. It's a 2021, so I'm going to wait on this. Um so anyway, Skeleton Key has had collaborations with Church Street, Brother Chip, Alter. I've 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 tried all those. I didn't want to miss out. And Skeleton Key, because they are collaborating with so many different breweries, are doing a ton of collaborations. They had one with Metal Monkey last Friday. I couldn't get there in time. So now I want to go try it somehow. Get out there. Try it. Check it out. They've done collaborations with Buckle Down. I tried that one. It's a very, very good one. I've got that upstairs. The Disaster Magnet. Again, too many beers, not enough time to drink. So my addiction is not drinking. My addiction is needing to have this stuff and feeling like I'm missing out if I don't get it. And I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think it's probably a good thing. Um, I'll get off the couch now for a little bit and just talk one more thing about beer. Goldfinger and Hop Butcher got together. And Hop Butcher, tons of hoppy beer. Guys are putting together their own place. Jeremiah Zimmer and my guy Jude, uh, along, they get together with Goldfinger, and they did a Champagne Shores. It's a lager, a light sparkling lager in a 1.5 liter bottle. They were doing a deal with the Magnum with two flute glasses, and it went on sale today at 10 o'clock, and by 11 o'clock it was sold out. And I responded to them online. I missed out. Congratulations. Being in demand is a wonderful thing. If you're a person working for a business and people you're in demand, that's a great thing. If there's women that love you that's, and you're in demand, that's a good thing. When you're making beer, you're com collaborating on a, a beer and uh, a sparkling lager for New Year's Eve and you're in demand, that's a good thing. So I'm not the only one out there that's having uh, situations where you can't wait to get the next new, the next newest thing. Because um, again, Goldfinger, Hot Butcher, they collaborate. Boom, gone. So um, I want to make sure before I get out of here. Well, actually, I've got to watch up Fred's can and all that stuff. But baseball has a busy. It's a busy week this week in baseball because. Allegedly on Monday or two or on Wednesday or Thursday, they are going to have a lockout. And Major League Baseball is meeting today, from what I understand. The owners and the players are getting together today down in Dallas trying to work out a deal. So there is no lockout. Not that locking baseball players out on December 2nd is a big deal because there's nobody in camp. There's no spring training. It doesn't start until February. But 
A lot of people are signing this week because they want to be under contract before this lockout starts. And man, oh man, everybody is signing players. I take that back. Everybody but the Sox and Cubs are signing players. The Sox did sign a reliever last week. Kendall Graveman, a reliever that pitched for Seattle and went to Houston last year. Um, he is now a member of the White Sox. Sox will be getting rid of Craig Kimbrell. I pretty much guarantee you they will be. They still need a second baseman, a right fielder, and a pitcher. Cubs have a lot of uh, positions they need. I'm not sure if both teams are looking for free agent bargains or what, but right now there's been so much money spent. The Houston, the Houston, the um, Texas Rangers have spent $561 in free, $561 million. See, I told you that uh, proprietors would take its, uh, take its task on me. Uh, $561, it's toll on me, $561 million in free agency. Marcus Simeon, seven years, $175 million. Remember, he was a White Sox guy, and then they traded him. Corey Seager, 10 years, $325 million. John Gray, the pitcher, been with Colorado, four years, 500, um, I'm sorry, $56 million. Cole Calhoun, one year at 5.2. Last year, the Texas Rangers lost 102 games. Now, Simeon and Seager is nice to have, but you're going to need more pitching than just John Gray. The Mets have signed Starling Marte, four years, $78 million. Eduardo Escobar, two years, $20 million. Mark Hanna, two years, $26 million. And today, Max Scherzer, three years, $130 million. That's $43 million a year. Boy, oh boy. Unbelievable. The Mets have spent $254 million. The Toronto Blue Jays have spent $121 million, $110 of it on Kevin Gausman, the pitcher who pitched for the Giants last year. Avi Garcia goes to the Miami Marlins for a four-year deal. The Angels, looking for some pitching, they get Noah Syndergaard, and Michael Lorenzen, the guy from the uh, Reds. Seattle gets Robbie Ray. I thought the White Sox were looking for Robbie Ray. Seattle gets him five years, $115 million. Because of that, maybe Carlos Rodon comes back to the White Sox. Who knows? Byron Buxton, the often hurt superstar for the Minnesota Twins, he's staying in Minnesota, and why not? Seven years, $100 million. Carlos Correa must just be going like this, rubbing his hands together and say, this is wonderful. I, this is great. <laughs> Timmy, my brother, Timmy says, you sure that beer's not 20.5%? No, I'm just stumbling all over myself because I'm a bumbling idiot at times. Mm. And this isn't, that's only half the bottle. I got another half of the bottle to go. So, so anyway, I'm eager to see what the White Sox are going to do. They need a second baseman. They could just settle on right field and use Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets as right fielders. Now, we know that neither one of them are right fielders. Andrew Vaughn probably better than Gavin Sheets in right field, but you have a righty and a lefty. means Gavin Sheets are getting a lot more at-bats because there's more right-handed pitchers than left-handed pitchers. But you still need a second baseman. Adam Frazier, a guy the Sox were interested in last year, signed a deal and he's playing in Seattle. I think it's Seattle. He left the Padres going to Seattle. And then uh, Eduardo Escobar, I mentioned, going to the Mets. Cesar Hernandez came here. He was no good. Sox are looking for another one. Nick Madrigal is going to be a Cub. And Cub fans, you're welcome. Just like Jason Benetti said when Eloy Jimenez hit the home run at Wrigley Field and said, thank you, Cub fans, or thank you, Cubs. Yeah, well, Cub fans, uh, you're welcome that you got Nick Madrigal for Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell was miserable. You're going to have Nick Madrigal playing your middle infield for years, I think, and you're going to be happy with him. So one other thing in baseball before I get into uh, what's up my can. Um, there's a proposed playoff expansion. Baseball used to be so wonderful. I'm old enough to remember. You're right. Uh, guy gets to me and says, hey, Javi can play second base, unhappy in New York. He is, Javi is unhappy in New York. There's a chance Javi could go to Detroit. Detroit wanted Carlos Correa, but Correa wants more money than Detroit's willing to pay. So I would not be surprised if, heck, in the next day, Javi Baez signs a deal with Detroit. So keep an eye on that. That could happen. He could come to Chicago. I would not necessarily be against him playing second base for the White Sox. I like him in the field. Uh, him and Tim Anderson be okay. Still have a problem. He swings through the fences all the time. When he connects, he's great. His on base is miserable. He never walks. 
Um, there's a proposed playoff expansion with baseball wanting to go to 14 teams in the playoffs. The top team in the American League and National League would get a bye, and the other two division winners would pick the wildcard teams that they would want to play. So there would be the three division winners, the one with the best record gets a bye, the other two would pick the wildcard teams they want to play, and then the other wildcard teams would play against each other. It's just getting crazy. They know the playoffs is where the money's at. They want to kick it up. So right now, out of the 30 teams in baseball, you would have 14 of them making the playoffs. Almost half. And uh, that's too many in my mind. What's the regular season? What's the 162 games for? Uh, I'm not a big fan of the proposed playoffs. I think even the two playoff teams, the two wildcard teams made it interesting. I think with four wildcard teams, you're really reaching out there now. Sure, you'd have interest throughout the entire season till the end of the season, but I just don't like it. Uh, again, nobody asked me. I'm just giving you my opinion. But I kind of like the way it is now with the two wild cards. The one wild card was okay. I do like more than a one-game playoff. Um, I think you have to make it three games. And uh, we'll see what happens with the collective bargaining agreement, what the players and the owners agree to in the next couple of days. Hopefully it gets done soon. And we have baseball on schedule beginning in the last week of March. How weird is that? Because when I first started watching baseball, again, there was black and white TVs. When I first started watching baseball, they started the season April 12th, April 14th. Now they start the season March 27th, March 28th. Earlier, they start earlier, they end later. It's all crazy. Um, so we'll see what happens. Keep up and uh, keep following it. We'll talk again about it uh, next Monday on Hubes Views and Brews. Surprise, surprise, I do have a couple things up my can. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Well, maybe it's just because you're ugly. Ugly? <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. Bro, come on! Time for What's Up Fred's Can on 1252 Sports Chicago. Well, there's a couple things, and they built up over the last couple days. Sunday morning, I was going to work, and I had to go for gas. And I went to the Speedway near my house. And I put my credit card in. It says reading chip card. Okay, cool. Then it says sale canceled. Tried it again. Same thing. Went to a different pump. Same thing. So I go inside. This has happened in the past, and I had to wipe off the chip. So I did that when I was outside. Didn't work. So I go in. The lady says, well, do you have a, can you tap? Can your card tap? I said, yeah, I think so, but I want to insert the card. She goes, we well, have to tap. I said, well, it doesn't say that. It says tap or insert or slide. And I've always inserted the card in, and it's always worked. So I shouldn't have to change it around. Um, so anyway, that was a pain in the ass. It started my day off on a Sunday morning at 7.30 or 7.45. Number two, marathons and hot chocolate races and races downtown. Everybody says, well, you know, what are you also concerned about? They have races downtown on the weekends when people aren't there. My hand is up in the air right now. I'm there in the weekends. And I see all these runners, joggers, the Chicago Marathon, the Hot Chocolate Race, whatever the heck they races they have. They have one race that runs on Lower Wacker. They wake the bums up on Lower Wacker as they're running past them. And it may, they close off streets on a Saturday or a Sunday morning when I'm trying to get to work on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Chicago is a beautiful city. When things are going well, there's no COVID, there's no riots, there's no carjacking. So basically, the last six, eight months, not so pretty. Um, we have tons of shoreline, okay? Tons of it. Run there. Run along the lakefront. That's a nice place to run. You won't bother. You won't, even if you ran on Lakeshore Drive, you could detour people from Lakeshore Drive. There's a lot of other ways to go. But when you run through the city, and through the downtown area, you're blocking so many people. Just get out of my way. That's all I care about. People got mad at me in the past yelling about it. They said, oh, you're a cancer victim. We're running and we're donating our money to cancer. You would think we'd think you'd understand. I'd understand fine if you ran somewhere else and didn't get in my way. 
I don't know. Is that selfish? I don't think so. Just stay out of my way and everything's fine. You've got Lakeshore. You've got a wonderful Lakeshore. It's beautiful. Run along the Lakeshore. You'll get all the nice fresh air off the water. Tremendous. They don't do it. One other thing, and I heard David Kaplan talk about this today, and it pissed me off. And I know Jay Hood was upset, and so was Jeff Dickerson, because they were on, J.D. was on with uh, the morning show on ESPN 1000. And they were saying, is, is Alan Robinson going to come back this week? And Cap said something like, why should he? What's the difference? Well, he's getting paid $18 million this year. He's had a hamstring injury. He's missed a few games. Cap was saying he's got his money. He's going to make money next year. Probably, probably not here. Why should he play? Well, because they're paying him 18.5 freaking million dollars. That's why he should play. He's a professional athlete that's getting paid to play the game of football. Once he's healthy, he should get his ass back on the field and catch the ball. Hopefully he does, and I think he will. But for those people who think that just because a guy, a guy's getting paid, but he's not getting paid what he thinks he deserves and he's a little hurt, so he's going to sit out until he gets a better deal, doesn't want to risk his future. You know, shut up. You're paying, getting paid $18.5 million to play football for your team. you got 17 games to play. You've missed a few with a hamstring injury. If you can play against the Arizona Cardinals, you better have your ass on the field, and you better be one of the guys Andy Dalton can throw the ball to. And for those people who don't think he should be on the field, what is your problem? What is your problem? You know, no, he should not wait and preserve himself for the next team. He's getting paid to play the game of football. And all the football players feel that way for the most part. I, I'm sure there's probably some who say, what am I going to do? Why am I going to risk my, my career now? I'm getting, you know, I can get more money next year. No, they're paying you now. Should they take the money back? Should they prorate the money and take it back if you're not going to get out there and play? Yeah, players would go crazy for that. So anyway, I hope to see Allen Robinson out there this week against Arizona. If not this week, then at Green Bay uh, in two weeks. Uh, it's a Sunday night against the uh, Packers on December 12th. And then they have a Monday night game. Just imagine, if you're the rest of the country, you get to see the Bears play Thanksgiving Day, Sunday night the 12th on national TV and NBC, and Monday night the 20th on ESPN. You're welcome. NFL. You're welcome, Bears. Or you're welcome, football fans. You get to see the Chicago Bears try to put an offense out there to score some points, try to stop the opposition without Khalil Mack and all the injuries they've had. Who knows how long Roquan Smith's going to be out with his hamstring and having a tremendous season. He's having a Pro Bowl season. There's no doubt uh, Roquan Smith is. So that's about it. I think I've hit everything. Sorry for the little, little problems in the middle with uh, the internet, but uh, I think at the end we worked things out and everything sounded up, sounded good and sounded fine at the end. Um, don't forget, watch Fat Mike this week. Watch Harry with his overs and unders on Friday. Catch all the shows, the fantasy show, everything here on 1252 Sports. I will see you next Monday night. Hopefully we see a Bears win against Arizona. An upset would be nice. Again, remember, they can win four of the next six games or not. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in on Hubes Views and Brews. See you next week.